Yo, I, the production team just surprised us with a new intro they video. Just, Little just NBA roll in like recap that. with some chill music. I can't get down with that. Today we're talking about AutoNation putting a bow on the ear, Russian used cars, and a rabbi using chat GPT. Made it to the rabbis. Man, it just got everywhere, didn't it? Yeah, you know we that's talked a, about this. Well, we'll, we'll save. We'll save. I, the, I could discuss. I want to start talking about that one right now, but we'll have to save that to the end because there you go. The rabbis and chat GPT is we'll something I have a feeling we're going to talk about for a second. But it's Friday, everybody. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to everybody on the live stream, everybody on the podcast world. I hope you had an awesome week, and we're going to uh, kick off. The weekend, right? Getting a Saturday with a little bit of news, with a little bit of fun, yeah, yeah. with a little bit of stuffy stuff. Hey, I just want to, we mention this every Friday, but we're going into the all things used car room. This Friday, if you missed this Friday, this is a digital transformation uh, room. And I'm I'm excited about it because I have a lot of passion about what digital means to the automotive industry, especially retail auto. And I, I'm hoping that the conversation serves the audience well. And, and also just, so yeah, if, if you don't follow that, if you are not on Clubhouse, Make sure and track that down because I think it's going to be a really good one this week. Yeah, and if you you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's the Clubhouse app on Apple, you know, on the App Store, Google Play, Clubhouse app. Just do the sign-in thing and just search all things used cars and the room yep. will probably pop up. If you have a really hard time, just send us an email, crew at asoda.com. We'll watch the email inbox from now until 9 a.m. Eastern. If you missed the show, you'll be able to see the replay if you get there after the fact. So it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Hey, uh, we also, go. we announced it yesterday. We're going to say one more time. Oh, we'll talk about it more. But we're going to be, uh, Kyle and I are going to be emceeing, or not emceeing, we're going to be moderating some panels at the Reuters Automotive Event in Las Vegas, May 16th and 17th. We also got some OG Asoto crew out there. Steve Greenfield's going to be emceeing. Brian Kramer's going to be out there making trouble and a bunch of other people. Um, so if you can get out there and hang with us, we're also doing a collaborative podcast with Reuters on the floor of the event, because that's what we do. So let's go. Come on. It's going to be, be great. It's going to be a good one. Good morning, Larry. I always like when Larry drops in. And drops oh, a man. Good Larry, it's good to see you, sir. Yeah. All right. Talk hey, to if, 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 if you don't, if you listen to the podcast every day and you don't ever check out the live stream, we live stream to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. So, you know, check us there every once in a while. You don't have to every day. We know it's a lot, but we check just, us out. It's a great, it's, it's a great point. If you, you'll see a smile. We promise you will see a smile. We're not that good looking, but you'll see a smile. <laughs> They say yeah. like, smile's the most attractive thing you can put on every day, Kyle. You, you know go. that every day. It's we really throw all, that thing on like a boss. Really let's all go. I got going for me. So uh <laughs> let's talk get about into some it. news. Let's get into In it. a press release that was just released like a couple of hours ago, maybe, maybe an hour and a half. Um, AutoNation announced their Q4 earnings, indicating a two percent increase in year-over-year revenue. That's good. Increase in revenue and Q4, a 26% decrease in net profits year over year now that sounds dramatic but it's actually not that dramatic it's what everyone wants to put as the headline but the truth is they just capped off a record year of 27 billion dollars in sales that's a couple of bucks they, Yo, they led the press release with this statement i read it twice i was like that is bold and then i read why they did it but ready america's most admired automotive retailer I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was like, that that's is strong. <laughs> that's, but I love it. It's like, hey, we like not the most profitable, not the most just like customers 
love us. That's a good PR that's pretty that's right a there. pretty good way to lead off. And especially if you can back it up, which I mean, they so uh, reputation.com comes out with a report every single year. And a lot of the publics are really intent on making sure that they are a part of that report. Um, and, uh, you know, the CEO, Michael Manley said our commitment to our customers was recognized in reputations, automotive reputation report, and they were ranked number one, uh, as the number one public dealer for 2022. So, Hey, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's that, that far outside of the truth is what they, what they dropped at the front of the press release. I mean, we could be like, you know, Asoto is the automotive industry's most admired, news and commentary and community <laughs> and then we'd have to put a little asterisk on that and be like in a poll of the owners right yeah <laughs> we'll do that we should do that we'll do that oh they said, they, they, they went on yeah. to say the success uh, of the year was due to get this focusing on operational excellence including customer satisfaction sales efficiency sales effectiveness and asset utilization lot of, lots of big words in there that's what you expect. But um, they also opened four additional AutoNation USA stores, added nine franchises when they acquired the Moreland Auto Group. Uh, they said, I don't know what this means. You might have more insight into this. They say they enhanced their digital storefront. Do you know what changes they made this year? Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's going to be probably in just website enhancements. Um, you know, yeah. I, I haven't seen anything that's been like mind boggling yeah. from AutoNation, yeah, but, but PR um, and comms teams got to yeah. talk about the digital storefront. Exactly. I'm sure they made they got to talk about it. So. Um, they also required RepairSmith, which we covered back when they did it, which is a mobile service company. We love that move; it's super cool. Um, and they said what, they deployed 1.7 billion dollars to repurchase 15.6 uh, million shares. So, um, you know, when you're when you're doing share buybacks, you're in good shape. You're in good shape. <laughs> so, be congrats, right. AutoNation, yeah. on an amazing congrats. year. Um, That's a good. Good drop for, for you know, yes. mid-Q1 for us all to feel good in the auto industry. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, I don't know. I guess I guess I could go speak. This is really generic, but we'll get there. Speaking of the so, auto industry, <laughs> I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to credit that with a full segue. Um, but check this out. So, if you think this is, well, this is the one-year anniversary. We're approaching it of a, of a pretty somber thing, actually. The Russian invasion of mm -hmm. Ukraine. Um, and what that's done to obviously the people and the culture. Um, and we're going to talk about right now what it's done to the auto industry. Um, so if you think affordability issues uh, with new cars in the U.S. are an issue, consider what's happening in the Russian used car market as we approach this one year anniversary. Um, basically, that industry is so dependent on imports and so dependent mm -hmm. on outside infrastructure that um, literally the new car market has been completely decimated. Used cars in 2022 accounted for 75 percent of all vehicles sold wow that's a wild proposition like if you just think about that as a as a new car franchise dealer in the u.s like what the average you know it's it's typically like a three to one it's probably it's the other way for most new car dealers sometimes you get to that one to one um but it, most of the time it's like anywhere between two to one and three to one is the is the average new cars to use cars and so you know, just to have a whole market be flipped on that is is a pretty wild proposition. Yeah, it's got some numbers to talk about. I had to do way too much math and conversion early in the morning today because I didn't <laughs> realize ropes, this. But, ropes, but ropes, we're ropes, talking about billion rubles. The Russian ruble is the, the currency in Russia. And like we're talking like in the billions and trillions of Russian rubles when we're converting back to I'm like, this is too many zeros for this morning. But I did it. I did the work because you're worth it. Um, one ruble is uh, 1.3 cents. So the average right. new car 
is 2.33 million rubles, which is $31,289. The average used car is about $11,900. So that's almost approaching a 3X value. So like, think about that for a second. For a new car, you're going to pay three times the price for an average new car as you would for an average used car. So that price disparity is massive. In the U.S., um, basically, the average new car is right around 50000 The average used car is right around 30000 So, um, you know. So still a multiple, but more like 1.5 and not 2.6. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's approaching uh, craziness, actually. So in 2019, here's probably the most interesting stat to me anyway. In 2019, new car sales, used car sales were about even as far as like total total dollar amount okay so um, that one to one yeah yeah so one to one now just a, a few years later 3x three times used car sales yeah so it's like the new car sales have dropped significantly um basically um if you remember a lot of the the companies pulled out uh you know volkswagen pulled out nissan yes. pulled out and everybody's pulling out uh, one employee at a russian company who doesn't want to give his full name anton he said he felt lucky to get a used skoda skoda is like a vw offshoot in december um which is which was almost twice the price as it was a year earlier and he felt lucky like because wow. he got he got a foreign car because really like any of the the local stuff or a lot of the chinese made stuff is just not as reliable is not as desirable in russia um yeah. i put this story in but you think i mean you think about what that does to the global market like russia is a massive market player and so like vehicles are and and new vehicle sales and manufacturers are impacted by so many countries. And so you think about what the trickle down effect of that little new cars, that many used cars in, and then like supply chain issues, trying to get your vehicles Ugh. into a major market like that. There's just, there's so many dynamics that that pushes into European markets, Asian markets, U S markets, um, that a lot of times like just keeping your eyes on that and understand, you know, that's not going to be something that a customer walks through the door today. And like a salesperson is like, did you know Russia, Bob, Bob, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what it does is it, it sets your mind on like, okay, that now, now I get a better, better reality for what the, the rest of the world is seeing with production and sales and how that might be impacting how a customer engages with buying a new or used car today. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a great way to get it to the ground. One of the reasons that I thought it would be cool for us to talk about this today is to just broaden out our, our mindset for a minute uh, with a personal story about what the automotive industry is. And this is not a local industry. It's not a nationwide industry. Yeah. This is a global industry. And at the digital dealer in Las Vegas, the one where we had um, the big the big uh, troublemaker event where we had the live podcasting, right? It was when you and I realized that like, it was really the synthesis of a SOTU as you see it today was that right. event. Um, there were some some Russian dealers there, and they came up to me, and the one guy was like, "Hey, you have to. This is this is the Russian Paul J. Daly." He says, and I should have brought up the picture, <laughs> except I felt like Rocky next to Drago because the guy right. was like a foot oh, and a half absolutely. taller than me, but he had a black hat, <laughs> he had a beard, he's wearing a black shirt, and we took a picture together. And so, like when I read this, like my heart is heavy for the auto industry because we have so many good uh, folks over in Russia that like just want to like serve people in the auto industry. They were trying, they were there, they were trying to increase their customer experience. They were working on their digital yep. platforms. They were building their brand. And just, I thought of yeah, a lot of times time. we look at it and it's like, there's a conflict going on and we just like globalize whatever Russia right. is. Politicize like it, word. globalize it. Yeah. Right. And, and there's like real people on ground that are a part of our industry that are struggling to figure out how to serve customers 
in a place where they can't deliver new cards at a price point that makes sense anymore. Yeah. There you go. So thoughts yeah. and prayers with our, our, our fellow uh, auto industry folks just out there trying to love people more than they love cars, however they there can you go. with used cars or new cars. Uh, we're with you. Hopefully sometime uh, we'll, we'll actually have the opportunity to meet you in person when you're coming back to the auto conferences and the, and the things like that. So uh, one final thing we've been talking about chat GPT a lot lately. Quite a lot. And, and, yes. and speaking of, uh, I don't know, bridging cultural divides in automotive. Stop. Segway. With automotive, through automotive. Hey, it hasn't been our best segue day. Sometimes we rough. win, sometimes we lose. We'll get there. It's okay? rainy. I'm just coming back from vacation. I'm a little rough. It's rainy here too, man. What is, is that? It? I woke up and I looked at the temperature this morning. I was like, it's 10 degrees warmer in Syracuse than it is in Nashville this morning. Bro, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, it was 78 yesterday and it's Ooh. 32 today. So, you know, wow. that's how we do. That's kind of upstate yeah. New York weather right there. You're doing good. See, we're connected than you thought. So we've been talking about ChatGPT. Many of its potential benefits and risks over the last month. And this story just we have to talk about a New York rabbi, Joshua Franklin, recently used the AI generator to write a 1000 word sermon based on a portion of the Torah focusing on intimacy and vulnerability. So basically, he tells the congregation that he's reading someone else's sermon. I'm going to read someone else's sermon this morning. Um, and it was written. You know, and the congregation assumed it was, you know, if our rabbis going to read this, it was obviously written by some wise, smart, thoughtful right. individuals. But then he revealed the real author at the end of the sermon. And get this, at the end of the sermon, when he got done reading it, there was applause. Yeah, there was. <laughs> and the rabbi that, said, yeah. I always have my, I had a Jewish business partner years ago, and so I always picture Eddie Blumenfeld from Brighton Beach, Brooklyn, when I read something that a rabbi reads, he's like, now you're clapping. <laughs> I'm deathly afraid, right? I thought truck drivers were going to be, yeah. I thought, he basically says, I thought truck drivers were going to go long before the rabbi in terms of losing positions to artificial intelligence. Kyle, what do you yep. think about this well, one? Well, and, and he says this, that, you know, obviously ChatGPT can get some facts right and can sound intelligent, can synthesize ideas from um, widely adopted resources. Uh, but what it can't do is be extremely empathetic. And I think that that's, that's the part that, like, I think people need, we, we need to tune ourselves uh, as people to go, what's the empathy on the other side of these words, right? And, and tune ourselves to being empathetic with our words, because as all of this AI generation, as copy and marketing copy and blog posts and information come out and they are AI driven, like we have to, as a people, be attenuated to more empathy because that's the piece that at least up until now hasn't been baked on, baked into to AI uh, models. And, and I, I think it'll be hard to, at any point, like you are there and I am here. How do we interact? I think is the, is the real key. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how to do that as a culture. Um, and obviously, you know, these, these parishioners were, were, were impacted by this this sermon by Chat GPT. Um, so I, it, it's it's a tough ask, um, but we just have to be ever like way more present with the words that we're hearing and seeing, and really read them for the the empathy. and And I think that that's where like video is going to be more important. Um, where uh, live live things mm -hmm. are going to be more important. Mm -hmm. um, because it, you can't, you can't mess around with like someone being in front of you. Um, so we'll see. Can you imagine like, can you imagine like, you know, when he talks about empathy and you know, in the, in the, in the dealerships and in the service lanes, so much empathy has to do with like taking a broad 
it's easy when it's marketing, right? Like write me something right. about value propositions. Great. We can do that. Yes. But when it's like, take all the indicators and your understanding of what's going on in the world, what's going on in your service line, what's going on with that person's vehicle or what they want to buy or what they're trying to accomplish. Like there's still like just the same reason full self-driving doesn't work yet. Right. Cause there's, yeah. there's just millions of inputs. Oh, we could have talked about that this yeah, morning. I know. We didn't I know. roll I just, on that. I, we, we, we can talk about it. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow, but there's so many inputs that like the synthesis, the beginning part of all of the effective communication is this awareness and understanding of that. Right. In this situation, yep. ChatGPT took what a lot of other people synthesized through perception, through reading the text, through living life, through serving other people. And that's what it pulled from. But the synthesis is still happening every day in the stores, on the phones, in the emails, with the video thread. So we thought this was fun to talk about. It's another little uh, texture. It's another little texture to yeah. what we're doing out here. And I just saw a comment come up in the post, and Brian Ortega just done me dirty this morning. He said, segues oh, are off today. Kind of wow. like the Eagles' second half. Brian, you know, I was, I was coming away from that, and I was feeling good about this Friday. Thanks for reminding me about that. You, sir, our chat GPT cannot oh, duplicate tough. you. Also, Ellie, thank you for the comment. A lot of working service is like social work. That is yeah. the truth. That is the truth. It is like therapy. That's what we are. We're out here yeah. just running some therapy in the morning in the automotive industry. You are. We are. And the bottom line, we're just serving people. It's Friday. We believe in you. And just believe in some people. Serve some people. We'll see you next week.